And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. All right, folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 73 today, Consciousness and Meditation, uh, with our new buddy, Brian Scott. Uh, you can check us out at MikeAndMauriceMindEscape.com and Patreon.com slash Mike and Maurice. Uh, you can also go check out Brian's YouTube channel at it's under Brian Scott. Um, and, uh, his page is called the reality revolution. What's going on, Brian? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great. So, uh, I think we, uh, we initially met, I commented on something on a Facebook forum. You commented back, we had a little bit back and forth and we figured out we were kind of into the same stuff, which is super cool. Um, love your YouTube channel. You do a lot of different Thanks. stuff from guided meditation to talking about consciousness and obviously your podcast. Um, what kind of got you started down that road? Like what, what was the uh, catalyst to get you into this stuff? I've always been interested in consciousness and, and my, how I reacted to certain experiments with my consciousness. So I've always meditated and, you know, going all the way back when I first experienced psychedelics and all of that stuff has been very interesting to me. Uh, but as, uh, you know, as I started to get better at it and, and, and understand it more, I had some crazy events happen in my life and it felt like something more was going on than, tra than the traditional, oh no, I'm meditating. I'm suddenly finding enlightenment. It was, I was starting to see unusual synchronicities and possibilities that I had gone into parallel universes and I had a super crazy incident happen. And it felt like I had jumped into a parallel universe that just, there were too many little details that were, had changed physical changes, people calling me. And it's a crazy story. Maybe we'll talk about it. But after that, I had gone on this, oh my gosh, am I insane? Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I had turned insane. It was a real right. possibility. You know, the scientist in me goes, it's likely that you're probably insane or going through some kind of post-traumatic stress disorder. Cause at the time I had some people had, it was uh, had gone into my house and it was a home invasion and oh, wow somebody had shot at me and the bullet wow. bounced off my back. Wow. And when this, when this happened, it didn't seem, it seemed kind of unusual and realistic. And I, and while it was happening, it was, it was very similar to a psychedelic experience because I could see myself and I could see different versions of reality. And the next day when I'm talking to my kids, they're acting different. There's new restaurants around my house. There's movies that I've never, that, all these changes. And I'm like, I think I've been in a parallel universe. So I started really exploring meditation and if I could go into parallel universes. So that's been kind of my focus and one of the reasons, uh, you know, I'm writing the book and, and, and I have the podcast, uh, I'm, it's, I'm fascinated by all of it. I think there's something to all of this when we start um, researching it. Uh, but that's really what really exploded me into to the place I'm at now. Nice. So I got to ask you, when you, when you say a bullet bounced off your back, did it go into your body and like bounce off your spine or how did that work? Well, if, if it, it did not, so it's, it was a dude was carrying a 22 and it was, uh, it was, uh, you know, they had jumped over my backyard and the backyard had a porch door mm -hmm. and I had woken up and, and my door was open and I walked up. It was like a, 
I'm a big Bronco fan. So it was the day after the Super Bowl and the Broncos had won. So I'd slayed all night in, in my couch. And so they had probably gone into my house and not seen me and thought maybe I was gone because mm -hmm. I was in the front and I walked up to the door and there's this guy standing there with a gun and he pulls the trigger and I shut the door to the, the porch door and it was a double pane glass. So there was some, it, it was, it was very likely it was just kind of an accidental, unusual occurrence because the bullet went through each pane of glass and I'm starting to run away and it bounced probably because it had low velocity gotcha. and had gone through those objects. But it, the, the whole event seemed surreal. And I had another, and, and I had uh, been exploring advanced meditation beforehand. And I felt like I had seen this happen. I had accessed this, um, this moment, like, like there was precognition or yes, absolutely. Some kind of precognition when it was happening, it felt like I had already been through this and that I was going through actions that had been programmed into me as if I had gone back in time and communicated with myself, you need to do these things to get through this event. Cause I had explored uh, the idea of time exploration through my meditations and some of that was just me playing around, not, not really deep down believing that there was truth to it. Uh, but I had, you know, you know, you go stub your toe and then you go meditate and say, well, don't, don't stub your toe. And maybe there's another version of you that doesn't mm -hmm. stub your toe. I was experimenting with stuff like that. And I had, you know, it, I, it, it felt a lot like a psychedelic experience, but I had, uh, it felt like I had encountered a bunch of different higher, ver higher selves of, my, of, of myself. Like they were all these versions of myself and there were, it was, uh, they, they kind of, I felt like they had communicated some of this stuff to me, but it was, it was kind of faint. It's kind of when you have an experience, it's like a dream. It's kind of, kind of there. And so when this was happening, but another unusual ex uh, experience was that it felt like I had already experienced this. I was no, I knew this was coming and there was reasons for it. And so I don't know. There's a really good chance that's just kind of a weird accident. And I've read way too much into it because that's mm -hmm. how my mind works. Uh, but there might have been more to it. And that's what I've been trying to explore. Is there parallel universes? Can I explore parallel realities? How does the, how do, you know, when I, so I start reading about physics and I start reading about all these things and I go back to exploring some of my psychedelic experiences. And that's what the, the, the book and the podcast kind of came from. And so if that gives you the best explanation. Yeah, no, no, no. That's and, and to be honest, you know, if we're talking about science and physics, I mean, obviously right. now there's a lot of the top guys, you know, your Sean Carroll's and, and different physicists who believe in the multiverse theory, which is yes. obviously that there's not just this universe, but a, a ton of universes. And maybe we bumped into one causing the Big Bang, right. that kind of stuff. Um, now, um it's interesting because if you would have said that 20, 30 years ago, or even I guess 15 years ago, they'd be like, what are you talking to? People would be like, what are you talking about? Right. Yeah, yeah. But now, you know, the more we know, and there's always the debate, you know, you got your Lawrence yeah. Krauss is saying that everything came from nothing. And then you've got your um, other dudes, you know, your Sean Carroll's and, you know, so on that, that believe that there was something pre you know, right. That there's part. the, there's the version of when we look out, we can see cold spots in, you know, after the big bang, we can look out in the universe, we see cold spots and we think, Oh, there's a real chance that another universe bumped in mm -hmm. to our universe. That's one version of this. Think of it like bubbles if, right. for our audience, bubble like bubbles that come together and, and collide. There's also this theory that we are ex all constantly, every decision we make, branches off into multiple parallel universes 
Yeah, and that's interesting. It, it seems to me that the, the, the physicist part of me says that's impossible. That's ridiculous. And Michio Kaku talks about how that there's some ridiculous, but there's an expansion that they have started to research that, that mathematically we are not seeing the expansion that we should see in the universe. And there's some of this comes through when you talk about the multiverse in this, in this method. Now I had come upon a really fascinating book that I highly recommend that you will find interesting called reality transurfing by Vadim okay. Zeeland. And he's a, he's a, an also a physicist in Russia. And this surprisingly, this book is incredibly popular in Russia and it's just, it, the idea is that we are constantly shifting in and out of parallel universes and using un our understanding of physics, how that affects your decision-making. Because once you realize it, it does tend to affect, if you if if you're moving into parallel universes, a lot of times when you hear about law of attraction, people think, oh, I'm attracting something to me. But no, you're actually going to a universe where this has already existed mm -hmm. and your attention can move you through these universes. And his theory is when you dream, your mind is actually access to all these different multiverses. And when you dream, you're, you're gaining information from some other parallel reality. It is possible that these parallel realities don't actually exist, but there's an information field for them. And so we can, we are still accessing the information field for that alternate universe. And then we can make it happen very much. When we know a ball bounces, when we drop the ball, it's going to bounce a certain way. There's a probability that's built into that particle as it bounces. Right? Mm -hmm. So there's also in all particles, there's, there's a probability for every possible outcome that occurs that's built into this informational field in the universe, which Zeeland talks about. He like calls superposition, it, you mean? Very much so, that we okay. are in a superposition, multiple superposition of states, but we have access to an information field that he calls the alternative space that has the information for all of the future and all of the past. And then we are accessing that through our minds. And so I started applying some of these principles and, and it, it there's a part of me, of course, that wants it to be true. Sure. There's a there's a part of me that's the sci-fi junkie that says, oh, please let this be true. Yeah. So I know I'm aware of my own biases, and there's a part of me that wants this to be true. But there has been something from it that I, you know, I have seen results from this and unusual coincidences and synchronicities. So it's really an open question to me. It's not something I'm sitting here telling you, this is how it is. Right. It's just some I am the idea of parallel universes and the way it affects our decision making is fascinating to me. That's all. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually agree with a lot of that. I mean, I, I, I have similar sentiments on this whole thing too. Like, I, I'm a believer. I want to believe, you know. But at the same exactly. time, I also bring a healthy dose of skepticism. Right. And I, I think you can be too skeptical, though. Too, you, you know, like I skeptical. think, like we are living, breathing magic as it is. So the best, we, that's we great. We exist, you know, so it's like the fact that we're here talking about this through machines that we created, which right. no other thing that we know of has ever even come close to is just astonishing. So when you start there and start to look at these things, it's a different 
set of views than somebody thinking about like abiogenesis at the beginning of our planet and right. cells dividing and, and creating more complex, you know? So when right. scientists, I think you get stuck in the process of how they use the scientific method. And there's a lot of creative scientists out there that are awesome. And then there's some that are just very dogmatic too. Yeah. So I think that's part of it, but you see that across all spectrums. You see that, you know, in regards to what we're talking about now, there's a lot of people that want to connect consciousness to physics and quantum physics. Yeah. And yet they do it in a very, woo woo if you will or you know but at the end of the day it's like what do we really know you know because the highest level something can reach is a theory you know in in the philosophy of science so um well it's almost like the more we learn the more we realize that we don't know yeah that's how i feel from doing this podcast like going in i thought oh man this is this and (laughs) i had all these crazy (laughs) ideas and then we get it and i start doing the research and reading books and stuff it's like oh man there's something there but it's not as crazy as i thought thought it was right you know. and when i started my book it was the same thing uh, there's and, and as i've researched it's, it's way more complicated and not exactly what i thought uh, w- one of the most interesting concepts i s- continually see physicists talking about that I, i've seen some example that works with some of your discussion of ayahuasca and dmt okay and at least the experiences that we have is time being non-linear And Mm -hmm. so if you were to back away from the universe, you could see the end and beginning all at the same time. We have this idea, the way our minds work, it's the way we understand that, that things move from A to B to C to D in a linear fashion. When actuality, it's possible that the future exists already. And when you take an action, it's like time is a lake. And so you drop a pebble into the lake and it spreads out like like a circle, like a wave into the past and into the future. Mm-hmm. And when we, um, especially when I use float tanks, I notice this and something, uh, uh, mega mind, another great book by Michael Hutchinson. He, he also noticed this about every 90 minutes. There's this wave front that comes in. You see this energy coming in. And a lot of times what we see when we have psychedelic experiences are these fractal images these very powerful fractal combination of images and this future this future time that's coming in is just an uncollapsed wavefront that has information about what happened in the future and you're collapsing it into reality based on what we know about physics and how you how the observer effect and how you can collapse from wave to particle right. and using the double slit experiment. W- w- there's this wave of wave energy coming in from future and past. That's why people have intuitions. They're tuned into this future that's coming in before it happens and we have access to it. That's what fascinates me is that we may have access to information coming in from the future and the past. And we may also be able to go back and change the past. How would mm-hmm. you know if you've changed the past? And if you, you can, you through your consciousness, through some out-of-body experience, going back to some event and then changing it, you, you might not. It might not be a significant change, but it might be more mental. Mm-hmm. So that fascinates me. And I think we're getting better and really good meditators are starting to notice there's something to this, that there's an energy coming in, we're, we're collapsing it. And it's something more than just pretty images that we have in our head. Right. And, and and we might be seeing it better when we're taking certain psychedelics. It might be uncovering some part of our mind that's closing us off because we wouldn't be able to exist if we were constantly walking around looking at all these crazy fractal images mm-hmm. that, that right. are coming in. 
I don't know if that makes sense, but no, no, it totally does. I mean, we've talked about this um, on a couple episodes, but the interesting you bring up psychedelics and the fractals and all that stuff when you're on mm-hmm. high doses, like if I, I've you know done some really high doses of psilocybin, right? And the second, you know, I guess I, I could say that for my LSD experiences too. When you take high doses, it's the the world in front of you almost dissolves and it becomes this other thing. Um, right. And yeah, some people will say, oh, it's just hallucinations and whatever. But I feel like um, it's not because there's like a certain energy behind it. And we had uh, one of mm-hmm. our buddies on who's very, um, and he goes into depth with the stuff on his YouTube channel. But, um, you know, it's almost like a pareidolia, like on a day to day basis, you're stuck in this mindset where your, your brain's used to connecting these certain dots. And then right. you, you implement this substance and all of a sudden it dissolves that that pattern right. recognition and and all of a sudden you're experiencing everything at once right it's it's like a veil is being lifted right and it's not a hallucination we're seeing reality and every you know obviously every psychedelic will have different effects some it's just kind of a little bit you see it in the distance and some it's really up close and some you actually feel a presence like it's more than just right just the visual and it's all fascinating to me and so we is there parallel universes i don't know but we, that that inform that fractal wavefront we may be it may carry with it multiple possibilities if i get up and go to to get an ice cream right now there's a whole variety of different things will happen right now if i do that if i uh, if i end this interview right now then then a whole other universe will occur and so we are given all of these. And so I'm trying, I think a lot of people, when they talk about enlightenment, they're tuned into this information field and they become more aware of it. And it may seem like some kind of super spiritual event, but it may just be that we're accessing information better than we were before. It's, sure. it's, it's a, it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the other thing I think about too is, um, you know, like what you're saying about the parallel, you know, but I also think when we decide to do something, so, you know, we talk about this, Maurice and I talk about this a lot, Right. Uh, a lot of people want to do a lot of things, but what's the difference between some people and other people? It's some people actually do those things and create that path. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Um, There's a lot of people that talk a big game and then when it comes up, you know, it's time to step up to the plate and do something it's not there or it's this or it's an excuse or what, whatever. Um, so I, I do think that that's part of it. It's like you're, you can manifest your own future if you just do it, you know, if you um, take action. Yeah. I, I mean, I right. was talking when I first started getting, and I had like this, uh, I hate to say it cause I think it's just so cheesy, but like this awakening when I first started getting <laughs> right. into this stuff and right. meditation and uh, thinking about these kind of, you know, cause we had done psychedelics since we were in high school, but to actually think and these terms and respect these things and, and look at Use them from them as a, a different tool. Po- as a tool and different point of mm-hmm. view. Um, I was talking with my uncle and uh, you know, he's like, you can do anything you want to do. And it sounds cheesy, but it's true. And it's but true. there's certain, like if I look, I'm not, you know, I'm not in the best shape. So if I said, I want to become an Olympic athlete, that's a harder goal right. or path than if i said i wanted to start a podcast you know you might be able to do it with 20 hours a day and right exactly but it's just a, it's just a harder right place yeah it's just a harder thing and right. it, it's going to take way more dedication way more per- perseverance and um right. so it's just one of those things where you can choose to do what you want and manifest your own future right. do you have the willpower do you have the the resources you know like that kind of stuff so um in that regards i think that that's true and as cheesy as it sounds i think 
we all have that within us. Um, right. Most people don't look at it like that. Most people are just fine with the day-to-day grind, you know? Right. When we talk about ideas like the law of attraction and reality creation, a lot of times people think it's a woo-woo thing. Right. And it, it really isn't. If you, uh, in your, if you have a mindset, I can, if you're focused on what can go wrong, then you're going to always avoid things and you're going to be a little bit more concerned and you're going to be trying to avoid bad things from happening. But if you focus on what can go right, it does tend to adjust your actions that you take. And so sometimes it sounds, it sounds kind of cliche, but by having that positive mindset over a regular basis, you take actions Mm -hmm. and you end up having things come into your life that would have come without the woo-woo. The woo-woo may be a tiny part of it, something that we don't understand, but Mm -hmm. uh, uh, by attributing the woo-woo to it, by thinking it's magic, uh, I, so, I think sometimes we take away the power of this, that you can change your reality by changing the way you think. And right. because you do that, you change the actions that you take. And it can be difficult for a right. lot of people. It, it, it's difficult to, you know, some people say you can't control your mind and there may be ways to do it. Um, the interesting thing is, as I've studied it and something I talk about the, the, in the book is we, we have this belief um, if you really badly want something, you can get it. And 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 part of my belief in, in reality transurfing is the opposite is true. If you really badly want something, you you will usually get the opposite of it. There is a balancing forces. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the interesting ad- advancements in understanding the way the law of attraction and reality creation is that there is a balance that goes all the way back to the Buddhist idea of letting go and detachment. That if you really really badly want something, then you will usually get the opposite of it. So you need to find a way to, of, to let go of the importance of whatever it is you're doing. Also, we never really consider the effects of the outside world. We, we are controlling things with our minds, but there's also corporations mm-hmm. and groups of people that are universally creating realities. And we get sucked into these pendulums that it may be, may be government, it may be a family, it may be a culture, and all of those things are also creating reality. So a lot of what I'm discussing on the podcast in, in the book is that we're tr- you're also, you're not alone in a vacuum. Everybody's creating their reality at the same time with their thoughts. And so you have to consider these balancing forces and there's, there's cause and effect that's going on. There's some balancing with that too. No, yeah, that's that's interesting to think about. Um, yeah. What's your what's your book about? Is it just about your your life, or is it a specific topic? Or it's the reality revolution, the mind blowing movement to hack your reality is the title, and we're I'm talking about this revolution, the awakening that you're talking about. There's a revolution happening right now. I believe that hundred percent pe- people are coming into an understanding that their thoughts control reality more and more. And people are actually starting to see it in in the old days. Maybe we had a a thought manifest and it took 20 years and now Mm -hmm. it's taking two weeks. We have technology that's like we're, you and I are able to talk and we're connecting with people like never before. And technology is exponentially increasing our ability to take action and do things. So what we're seeing is our thoughts are starting to manifest much faster, but more importantly, we're also seeing our fears manifest on a large scale. 
Mm-hmm. People that don't even know that their thoughts are creating these realities. We're we're seeing our fears and in, in government and politics, and so That's we're kind of like point. at this point where there's low energy vibration and high energy vibration, and it's like what what choice are we going to take? That we're, we we have a revolution in reality and how we understand how reality is created. And that's kind of what the book is talking about is we have a choice. We're coming to this point where we can really take advantage of this and we can have this incredible future. I think all the problems that we have can be solved through our minds, global warming, all of these things. I think that we have a real power through technology and the, and the power of our minds to solve these things, or we can just choose to be super afraid and scared. And yeah, but, well, but more and more, we, we're, our power is increasing. And I think you guys notice it too. We're talking about it more. It's, 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 there's something to it. That's more than 10 years ago. People are saying, wow, my thoughts are really starting to come into fruition a lot more and mm-hmm. people are noticing it, but pe- people that aren't noticing are still having their realities come, to, come about too. And they're just right. sitting dwelling on their fears and, and that kind of thing. So that the book's talking about all the different things that are, you know, the movements, the law of attraction, Abraham Hicks, meditation and is talking about this movement to hack your reality kind of my experience about what's going on and and some examples and ways to take advantage of this and 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 some different meditational techniques and that kind of thing Um, i talk about quantum jumping using meditation to try to go into parallel realities and i'd explore different ways of doing that and it's up for anybody that wants to try it it's up to you to decide whether or not it works or not I was going to ask um, you, what are your, what are your thoughts on the, uh, what was that, the, the Mandela effect? There's obviously something to it. I do think when I read about sometimes it's just people, they, they remember something differently. Like, right. uh, you know, That's the Bernstein, I think. The, I think that most of the examples are people just had the, um, one really good with the Ed McMahon. Ed McMahon was, um, supposed to be the host of Publishers Clearinghouse. He was just the, but he wasn't. We always remember, oh, he mm-hmm. was the, the main spokesman for publish, but he was actually a spokesman for a company that was just like Publishers Clearinghouse. We just don't remember the name. <laughs> and so in our mind, you know, that's an example of that. And then, you know, Bernstein Bears, it was always spelled like that. There may be a couple examples where that's happened. And I do believe that there may be something to it, but most of the examples that I'm reading about, people are really fishing a little bit and some of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my opinion on that is, um, and and this is the way I think about it. So a lot of the examples are from things that happened when we were in high school and college. And what happens is somebody will watch a movie. They won't remember, you know, because our memories are, our our memories are jacked. We think that we remember. I mean, I have a good memory, It's true, but I even, I I convince myself things sometimes where I'm like, "Eh," and I go back, I'm like, Oh, that was stupid that I thought that. But yeah, um, we, our memories are shit. So when people are using their brain to recall a funny line to, to joke around with their buddies or whatever, it's never like the exact one, exactly. you know? So that, that's probably what's happening. Like there. Luke, I am your father, like all that right. stuff. It's, it's always, you, you hear, you, you go back in your, your recall yeah. and you're just remembering things that you want to remember. So, um, and then it snowballs and then other people hear it. And, and you could say it's an effect like that, like where it just gets out in the world and then everybody, you know, so, right. um, but yeah, that's, that's what I think. I, I don't think that that's one of the ones where I don't know why it has so much steam. behind. Right. No, it, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, what I would say, my own theory, and I have no way of proving this, is that when we can travel from our, outside of our bodies to another consciousness, but if it's too different, if I if I you know, I have woken up in a body that didn't feel like mine, 
It was either I was too skinny or too overweight for my body. And I've had some experiences where, and it's, it's like, there's a little protective mechanism in our consciousness says, Oh no, no, that's going to drive us. We can't have it that different. We, mm -hmm. I'm going to take you back to where you originally were. Most of the time we are, if we actually have the ability to go to another reality, once we awaken in that reality, we are so frightened and so freaked out that our consciousness knows we, I can't let you do this. So for my, the reason my particular example is this, I was dealing with death. Like there was no other place for my consciousness to go. All those other realities, I was dead. So I was kind of sucked into this reality. At least that's one theory I have where there were all these differences and changes that may not have been Mandela effect, but it was, it was because the uniqueness of my situation, my, I, I did, my consciousness couldn't go back over there where everything was normal. That right. might be one reason. That's just a theory. That's one theory. And I don't know, but I, I don't think that globally we've gone into big shifts in parallel realities. Each example I've read very much like you just appears to be just people yeah. misremembering. So, yeah, I mean, the, the interesting thing though, with this stuff, like, you know, enlightenment and awakenings and things that come up that push synchronicities right. and push people in certain directions. It's interesting that, um, to think about like, is that, is there some catalyst? And after that catalyst, you start to actually observe and recognize these things and these patterns and, and different, you know, what mo most people would call coincidences or do you think that they've always been there and it's the person that's now becoming you know awake to those things that are happening i think that it's possible i mean you you've you've had things where you've uh, woken up to the reality of something that and all of a sudden you hear everything about it right i mean um it's the idea, I think it's the, um, where you suddenly real, suddenly learn something, there's a word for it, and then all of a sudden you start seeing it everywhere. <laughs> like right? a paradigm yeah. shift or? Yeah, there's, there's something that happens. It's like that information was always there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, when you look at this whole phenomenon, it's crazy, uh, especially from our own point of view, that... Mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes, sometimes when you're in a deep, dark place, um, you find light and that light leads you to more light. And then you're now on the path to, to coming back to, uh, this, this better place, if you will. Um, right. I, and I wonder sometimes why does it take to be down on your luck, right? Or, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, uh, to, to, to find that thing. And I also think that, people that don't, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm not a religious person. I mean, I right. grew up Roman Catholic, but I'm more spiritual than anything. But for a while I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about anything along those lines. It was just living day to day um, with no regard to, you know, we would think about like panspermia and that kind of stuff just, right. just to speculate. But um, I think that when you don't have a higher power of, of some sort, well, whatever right. it is, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not talking about a bearded guy in the sky, but just some sort of higher calling that it, life becomes like an open sea and it, you know, you get lost, you know, and I think that, um, you need some sort of guiding light, whatever it is, whether it's a memory or a person or a thought or a concept or I mean, whatever it is. Right. So, I mean, what do you think about that kind of stuff? Do you think that, you know, we all need some sort of higher Absolutely. calling. I, I, I just think that in general, the people that I meet that have some sort of higher power, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, they're just in a, in a better place. They're easy, able to, 
to deal with this stuff, not all the time, but also uh, outside of that, what we were talking about, the, the reticular activating device in the brain, it's always looking for coincidences too. And so once you, once you're, you bring that idea that there may be some kind of higher intelligence or greater mind or whatever you define it as, the reticular activating device starts to see, show you examples. Right. Um, you know, it's always funny. I always see that, like you had mentioned on a pod, you, you know, you look over at your, your, your uh, clock and it says 1111 and then you go in your mind, you go, well, is this somebody sending me a message? Is this some kind of coincidence? I kind of believe that our brain is looking for these things and it mm -hmm. finds these um, coincidences. It's just like, hey, I'm going to go buy a black Subaru and you go out driving and you see a black Subaru. And I don't think there's anything magical about that. But the thing that magical happens when you accept in the possibility of a higher power, that little part of your brain starts to say, oh, well, let me show you all the examples. And, and part of that process goes on. What you said about going to the deep depressed place it's, there's something to that um because it's easy as a matter of survival for us to get into our comfortable place because mm -hmm. that, what what need would we need to uh, connect to that and so you know i have met people that have found this or corresponded to the idea of some kind of higher power even just the idea that the universe may be aware on some mm -hmm. level or was sure. aware at some point in time and once they have that it you, you, it, it expands your awareness of other things. Um, I don't know what you, if, if that's how it was for you. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I talk about it a little bit on our synchronicity uh, right. and weird mysteries episode. Um, but for me, I mean, look, I, I've talked about it many times. I mean, I don't want to go into it too deep. Here we go. <laughs> we've talked, we've <laughs> right. talked about it so much, but I, you know, I had severe OCD to the point where it's like, I didn't right. even want to leave the house, you know, like I was yeah. just afraid of all, all sorts of been there. shit. Um, yeah. So in depression because of it, I think that, right. you know, and it's just like a bad mind loop or my, you know, thought loop or so, you know, something along those lines. So for me um, being stuck in that for a couple of years, I thought for sure that would just be my life. And, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, have suicidal thoughts because of these things. I never did, but I see a lot right. of people on forums and different things that I can't live like this and blah, blah. It's sad. Right. Um, so I think that, you know, the way that society works is it's, it's not, there's, you know, you can go to therapy and they'll try and discuss your problems, but at, at right. the end of the day, it's up to you and the way you look at the world, um, partially, you know, if you're scared of something, you almost have to face your fear a little bit, you know, like for me, I know from getting down to it, my OCD was predicated, um, on fear of dying from diseases or well, germs, whatever, you know? So right. for me getting down to that base level and understanding that on top of doing other things and, um, you know, using, you know, THC, CBD and, um, you know, medicine. psilocybin and, and, and different things. When you get down to the base level and you do those things, sometimes those things allow you to reset your mind and then do the work on yourself that you need to do. Um, and mainstream society will look at it as you have a chemical imbalance in your brain and we're going to give you this medicine and you're going to go to CBD therapy. But in reality, I did those things and it actually kind of made it worse. You know, like I don't think Right. Z Xanax is like a, a band-aid, you know, like if you take a Xanax, right, you're going to go to bed, you might feel better temporarily, but what actually, it's coming back, yeah. what did it, what, what did it do? You know, it didn't right. do anything. So 
those are just band-aids. So I think that when you get to the root of these things, it's important to understand that um, you can't just take some miracle pill and feel better. It's an all-encompassing yeah. thing. It's I got to pull myself up. I got to start you know thinking more positively i gotta start putting myself in better positions right. you know it's this whole thing so for me it was it was it was just an all-encompassing thing my spirit mind body um you know whatever you want to say and, and once you get on a good track it starts to snowball just like how it snowballed when you got into that pit so right um that's just my take my, on my journey was basically the same I, I definitely had that same fear of death and just fear of general you know I, mm -hmm. I i something bad's gonna happen um surprisingly it wasn't after what happened to me but i uh, it was I, i'll just drink myself and i'll just keep on drinking to yeah. drown out these constant thoughts that i have in my mind right and so you know when i realized okay maybe i can't do this i i needed to change the way i thought and the only way i could do that was through meditation i could do that through starting through going through the meditative process and getting to know myself and that's kind of the everybody's different right um, but that's one of the that's one thing that helped me get out of the house is oh is, no for sure meditation yeah meditation has been super instrumental in my uh my getting better as well i think that that introspection when you're in there, even it's not even just on yourself too. I'll replay um, discussions with my wife or right. family members or whatever and be like, wow, I was kind of a dick. Like, even <laughs> though it didn't seem like it at the time when you replay it, it's like, yeah, hey, I probably shouldn't have said that, you know, or yeah. you know, something along those lines. So, yeah. and, and our understanding of meditation is different. A lot of people think it's sitting in silence and you just sit in stillness and silence. And to me, it's, I have a way much more expanded. It can be, like you said, you can go and, and have thought experiments, right. you, can, you can try different techniques. You can go through things that you've done in the past and try to understand them. It doesn't have to be a passive. I'm clearing my mind. In yeah. I hate when people say that, like you got to yeah. sit cross-legged and then right, zero right. out your mind. So you're, you're literally thinking of nothing. Right. Um, and, and that's fine too. I think that's probably there a very calming, there's a very calming and, and awesome mm. effect to that that version of it but i think that for me i'm more like you said thought experiment i know right the way i think about meditation is what i would think of um like what tesla maybe used to do where he would come exactly. up with experiments in That's his head laying there and he would see how they would work in his mind and mm -hmm. i'm not saying i'm like that advanced or anything like that but right. that's how but that's how i look at things in my own life you know like, no i agree and i've even had somebody i really respect um contact me and say what you're doing with meditation is wrong that's not what it's supposed to be it's not what the buddha meant it to be you're supposed to be and you're not supposed to be you know what buddha says to that person go fuck yourself i've had that and you know there's that i've had that well you know you are just you're destroying something that's sacred it's meditation and you should not it is it is only one thing and it's not and no. you know i i have all kinds of different when i wake up in the morning i want to prime myself I want to remind myself of really exciting things to be grateful for. To me, that's a meditation because then I'm going to go through the day and I've started off on you know a positive track. I'm and, right. and, and I'm grateful. And I'm, at night when I'm going to sleep, I want to find a way to to put myself into a deeper level of sleep. Uh, you know, I have a recent video I put out on running simulations in your yeah. mind. Yeah, we uh, talked about that. And 
and, and I, I do, we have, our minds are quantum computers. We really haven't tapped into what they can do. And a lot of times we can do stuff just by commanding our minds to do it. And why not? Let me run a simulation. If I want to buy this house, what are the results? If I want right. to, if I want to do this, let me run that in my mind. And, and then later on, I might have some instinct. That's because I've been running simulations. You can run millions of them in my mind. I believe that we can do that. That's, that's another example. Uh, I believe we can go back in the past and look at stuff right. in the past, in the future. Those are all things I think we have the ability to um, do. And we don't have to call it meditation, but it's definitely using our mind to expand our awareness of reality and even to influence it and change it. It is meditation. I mean, because it is meditation. You're, you're so yeah. focused. That's what that you know. If you're if right, the so-called real meditation is focusing on nothing and living right. in that moment. Then actual this this meditation that we're talking about is just it's meditation. It's just a different right. form. And the way I see it is, if people are capitalizing, like there's transcendental meditation, there's right. mindful meditation, there's meditation that you pay for. All right. So right. people, so get off your high horses because there's a whole industry out there pushing these right. agendas. And we're all we're saying is in the comfort of your own home, you can get to these different mindscapes right. and mind places without pain or without, you know, doing well, it a like certain religion, way. You know? Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. that. I, to learn I about do think that. though, you come to this place for it. So absolutely. That's, that's a good point. Um, but for, for me, I, I think wholeheartedly that when you, do there's there's a, a certain amount of discipline involved what no matter yeah. what kind of meditation i know when i started my technique involves you know uh being freshly clean whether it's shower or cleaning up um mm -hmm. fasting in the morning so you haven't eaten anything yet mm -hmm. um laying down in a dark quiet room and barely closing your eyes over your lid like and holding them there so that that part's the discipline part because most people can't do that most people either like way shut their eyes hard or right they open once they hear something or look at something you know like something yeah takes them whether it's a distraction so when i do that I, i've done it for two hours where i'm not sleeping and i'm not awake i'm just there doing that and i'm in an alternate thing in my head you know and i get these waves of like it's weird when you close your eyes i get these like waves of like light they almost look like spotlights and i try and like follow them you know right stuff like that so I, I get some weird stuff going on with that but i just think you're absolutely right with the whole these people complaining about like what meditation is right. and, and that might be their definition that's fine but right. who are you to criticize that's that's actually taking the practice of what it should be teaching you and using the opposite so that's right. super stupid to me and i'm particularly interested in natural states that create dmt in the mind i believe and i have had it multiple times it's never going to be with the same intensity as an ayahuasca ceremony i'm not going to purge or anything but there i believe through breathing and meditation that we can i mean dmt is in our bodies and we create it mm -hmm. and i think you know through the wim hof breathing technique i've had it i've had several situations where i've been able to induce a dmt at least i thought so and I think that um, when people talk about opening their third eye, a lot of time they might be talking about a sudden release of DMT that they they had in their they, they didn't they're different they don't even know they think that they had some activation of their third eye and right. really just DMT got released. Um, we, we, as you have uh, as you have discussed, it we may be um, coming to the point where we believe the pineal gland can produce DMT. We can't; it's hard to prove. 
I think you um, need to tap into. I think that was the thing. Is, yeah, you need to get into a live human, and who's going to allow? Right, who's going to do the like live a needle into their for, head? As we know. know for sure that it happens in rats and in mice. We know right. that DMT is produced. So and and so that is what fascinates. I, I think do the think, argument against it though is that the pineal gland is so small. I don't know if that matters, right. but I think that's the argument I've heard against it. Is that I think it might be in conjunction with other parts of could the brain. Be. It could and, be like some sort of governor know. too, you know, like right. it could be something that's just in our brain. We we know that that it's know. collects. It's a receptor of light, so that we it's similar to the eye. There are receptors right. in the pineal gland, just like so. It's collecting light, even though there's not. It's not openly interfaced with light. We know that. We know there's crystals inside of it, mm-hmm. so that it, it, it's, it's like uh, it goes back to our our, our reptilian brain where it's connected to you know like the reptiles have they do have an actual third eye like you're talking right. about that has like a retina and like a lens and stuff like that we right. don't have that but could be some primordial version or i mean an advanced version of that where um and i know it it, it governs your circadian rhythms and all that stuff which obviously has to do with your sleep cycles and, and, and that stuff. So yeah, I mean, there definitely might be something to it. I, I hate to, you know, I'd like to see somebody do some sort of research or find yeah. some sort of technique to look into that. Cause I think that, as you said, I'm open when I die, I, I say openly on, on YouTube, you can use my brain to see if DMT, <laughs> please go ahead. You can cut it open. Yeah. I'm ready to go. You know, I, I'll definitely contribute to science in that way. Somebody's going to do it at some point. And we may be coming to, we may come to a point where a lot of the visions that we're having when we die are just the DMT being released. We don't know that. And Mm -hmm. and part of me thinks that maybe part of it, there may be a lot more going on than we're aware of. Well, we got tons of endogenous chemicals too. It could be a mixture of things. It It could could be be. something that we don't even know about. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's my thought was like when you dream how one minute could seem like an eternity, maybe when you pass on you are, are releasing that stuff and then you get caught in some kind of eternity within right the dm being released who knows vadim zeeland the, the the author i was mentioning before believes that if that uh that you can disappear in your dreams that they're real places and that we hear about people missing or going vanishing and he has this weird theory that some of them got stuck in a dream <laughs> i don't know if that's true but interesting yeah Yeah, i mean i've had weird dreams where i'm looking at myself in third person almost like it's a movie right so i've had that that's kind of weird um the the theory he has he has another book tufty the priestess the idea is when you're in a dream you notice it's a script you're you're playing a role and it seems like everybody else is saying a script and you're being pulled along and it's not like you're interacting like you have control over it it's a script that's already scripted out right uh and so he's applying this concept that we are in a script just like a dream now right they were constantly if you can wake yourself up and notice okay little triggers that notice you're pulling yourself into a script you have a script that there's that when we awaken inside of our dream and we can pull ourselves out of the script it gives us more power and control over our emotions and reality there may be something to that but the idea that we are in the script is interesting uh, we're changing topics all over this place. if i'm throwing myself i'm sorry hey, no 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 <laughs> i mean i think all this stuff kind of relates to yeah. meditation anyway i mean they're just different altered states but i think the dreaming thing is interesting um i do right. definitely have certain dreams where it's like that's unusual it's something i don't i don't recognize anybody i don't recognize the place right. i don't recognize anything about it and then i have other dreams where it's like i'm you know i had one dream just to recall basically off the top of my head it's kind of stupid but 
um i had a dream where you know the movie um what's the movie where kevin or maurice where it was shot in first person with the alien coming down and it's bashing the city and the guy's got the camera and um oh, cloverfield, cloverfield. Yeah, yeah, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay mm-hmm. so cloverfield so uh, it's basically right. cloverfield but i'm in the city we grew up in which is gross point michigan so uh, i'm running around all these different houses that i'm already kind of new growing up in the area and you know hidey to basements and different right. things and it's like the movie's happening but it's in a different place right. but with the same you know aesthetics and everything so um it's just weird that we can recreate that too or That's something true. you've seen i've only it seen that movie like probably that. once i wouldn't twice. be able to do that when i'm asleep to create right. the kind of detail of the stuff. And, and obviously that's a story that probably is not a part of the multiverse. There's probably a separation here, but no, no, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. There, I think we, uh, there's something to now. Have you been able to become lucid in your dreams? Well, I do lucid dreaming and I'll you tell you, I, I do it almost every single day and it's yeah. not, a, um, it started by accident. So I'm kind of an insomniac. Um, and right. sometimes I can't go to bed and it'll literally be three, four o'clock in the morning. So, when I actually end up falling asleep, I'll have to take like a piss, like eight, nine o'clock. So I've gotten three right. or four hours of sleep. And then I wake up and then I go back to bed. And the second I go back to right. bed is when that the lucid dreaming starts because I know that because, first of all, I can control certain aspects of it. And um, if I keep waking up and then falling back asleep, it'll keep happening as well. So I think that I don't know if that's exactly what that is, but I feel like I that's think so. I think when we become better at lucid dreaming, we come become better at lucid awakening. Mm-hmm. We become better at, you know, if we're constantly, am I awake? Am I dreaming right now? Sometimes I'll ask that while I'm awake, getting into this habit. Cause then when I'm asleep, I'll ask that. It seems like yeah. a, a Am I awake right now? Even though I know for sure I'm awake, I'm going to ask that question. I'm going to get into a routine of it. Um, and I don't know. I've noticed a when I became more lucid in my dreams, that I became more lucid when I was awake. There's a little part of me that's questioning, is this real? Because there's you, you have that part of you when you're dreaming that needs to go, can I just go outside and fly? Can I tr- <laughs> change the, the table into a couch and start experimenting stuff? And there's a part of me um, that believes it's similar to awakening. I think they're related. There's a link. But yeah. So, but back to bring it bringing it back to consciousness and meditation. I think <laughs> the con- the consciousness thing is 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 actually um, super interesting. And I think that what you were describing earlier about how we're on the precipice of this awakening and people are becoming more involved. And I think when you look at ancient times too, that's probably what they would describe as like a golden era or, you know, in the yuga cycles, like some sort of, um, upswing, you know, or you're at the pinnacle. Um, so I think we might be on our way there. However, I think that right now there's a balance. So you have super awakening and, all this cool stuff coming out and research and they're right. finally looking at psychedelics and all this stuff for medicine and all these different cool things. But then you have, you know, people shooting stuff up and killing each other. So I think that there is an opposite reaction, you know, happening. And I think that, uh, um, obviously we want the good side to win, but at the right. same time, it's like what's going on, on on the other side. And I, I personally, like, I'll bring it back to like what I said is like a higher power. And I think that, when you're told that this day-to-day reality is all there is, you know, and they don't know that for a fact, by the way, science, it's just what we know right. so far, you know, um, when they say things like that and people take that as the hundred percent truth and everything's just a hundred percent materialistic and, you know, most, all these people are reductionist, but your life sucks and there's no way out of it. Right. Then you see the kind of violence and the kind mm-hmm. of, 
mental illness and, and that kind of stuff. So my my theory is, even if there is nothing else, it's better to believe in it's, something one, oh, because because so it, true. Yes. because it will give people a sense of purpose, and you won't see the kind of shit that you see. Right. So I don't know if that's you know by design or it's just people being ignorant or what it is but i i just i feel that in my soul that if you can get people to think more along those terms you know we might have some better results in terms yeah. of society That's i think there's I mean. a net benefit 100 percent, to acknowledging this awakening and just to even a small group of people being aware oh, wow well, the, the world's changing and I, I think that that the, the thought virus of it can spread, even if it's not true. I think that the the res, inevitable result is better, and it's a better world when we start thinking about those type of things. I, I I think we we have a role. Everybody can can push the balance. More and more people can embrace the idea of of accepting love and 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 we can a positive reality instead of just this hopeless. That we're just going to die and it's going to be black and 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 at the in the material reality that you're talking about, um, if that is it, if that becomes the the norm, it's easy to fall into a very dark pit. Yeah. Well, that's and what the, the materials will say. You know, that's what their <clears throat> their version of death is. Is that when you die, it's like it's like going to sleep without dreaming that's right that's, you just, that's and it. it sounds fucking terrible and i'm not saying that that could be true by the way it, and i'm yeah, not yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm i'm open to that being the fact totally right. but i just think that with all the other stuff that we're seeing until we can come to some sort of conclusion based on science based on you know enough people looking at it and being like that makes a lot of sense you know i think that we need to be very careful about what agendas we're pushing to right be, you know like you know, you know, even you look at like what you're taught in school, like elementary school, middle school, high school, you know, you're taught it in a very specific way that this is the world. This is how it happened. This is even since we've been in high school, the whole timelines for, you know, empires and, and, and ancient civilizations and what was going on, you know, even look at Gobekli Tepe, what is it, 11,600 years old? Right. We were taught the oldest civilization was the Sumerians, like 4000 BC, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Just these paradigm shifts just keep happening. Right. So we need to, it needs to be either taught with that, you know, with like an asterisk, like, yes, this is how, what we know of now. However, there's possibilities right. that this could change, but we were never right. taught that. It's a very black and white, you know, and yeah, I, I think life is gray in my opinion. So it, I, I think there's definitely, and that's the beauty of it is the unknown. It's something mm -hmm. that I love and I want to live in a world where there's all of this unknown. I don't want it to all be known. And I like to constantly be learning and, and new things. And, and, and I hope that that continues because we can all get into a paradigm where we think we know everything that's happened. It's just mm -hmm. not true. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. 100%. And that can go for the, for the stuff we're talking about too. You can get so yeah. sucked into thinking there's yeah. more to consciousness. There's more to life after death. There's more to meditation. There's, you know, we can, we can, you know, but I, I say, look at the benefits, you know, like look, look at, at the benefits. benefits of psychedelics, look at the benefits of um, meditation. You know, there's, there's extreme benefits and it's not just a woo woo thing. Like I, you know, I, I'm doing, looking at articles having to do with the health benefits of meditation too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's breathing. It's your heart. It's your, you know, the way your brain functions. It's you all that. Live longer, you will be happier. If sure. You meditate. And look at all the monks, you know? Yeah. So look at, so my question, have you, you guys have talked to a lot of people that have, you know, done ayahuasca and DMT. Have you talked to any of them 
that didn't believe in a higher power. Oh yeah. That have done it. Um, okay. I don't know about on our, on our show. We might've had, usually people are pretty realistic about it. They'll say, right. I, I think that this is what's happening, but I'm not sure that kind of a thing. It kind of, we, it, it kind of makes it a little bit difficult to believe that there's nothing when you have that experience. That's what most people yeah. say. But however, if you go on like the, you know, when I promote our stuff or whatever, when you go on Facebook, you know, pages and right. Reddit. things, you're going to get at least half of the people saying, Oh, it's just an hallucination. Your brain just, just enjoy it or blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, you're, you're missing the point, bro. Like, like but when you, when you have this feeling, it's a feeling, it's not a hallucination, isn't it? It's a feeling awareness right. of this higher power. When you have these psychedelic experiences, I don't think it's a visual. We were talking about what we see visually, but a lot of right. times what we can't explain when we talk about this stuff is the feeling oh i feel free you know like yeah if it's not something that i you know there's been trips and i don't i, I don't right. think there's any bad trips in my opinion i think that there's people that freak right. out and i think that there might be people that are predisposed to certain like schizophrenia and that kind of stuff and that's terrible and you should definitely not do psychedelics if you have that in your family or have not spoken to a doctor um but for me i don't think there's ever been a bad trip in the sense that it was so bad that it like freaked me out you know it was just it's usually showing you something that you don't want to see or you've been right. avoiding or putting off or it's making you uncomfortable right it's, you uncomfortable. It's that point yeah. where you feel like you've lost a little bit of control and you want it to stop and it won't that's probably the biggest example absolutely uh, mm -hmm. but uh, in in my experience the fascinating thing about dmt and ayahuasca compared to acid which i have had in the old days the old acid from the old days was seems like way better than the what, what, that, what yeah that old, old that, owl, owl, that owsley uh grateful yeah, dead acid will put you on your pooper i think they have <laughs> yeah they had some chemicals they used to make it that they can't get anymore so it's just not the same mm -hmm. but the uh difference between a great acid trip and a, the is is this feeling of a it it's like it's alive at the best thing we obviously see the machine elves and all those things but the mm -hmm. it feels like it's alive compared to lsd lsd is an experience i'm having and then there's a little bit of that going on but there's no doubt with the mt and ayahuasca when i've had it it's i expected it to be more intense but the difference was it was it felt like a, there was a living presence that was teaching me something that was there yeah. to teach me something that right. was yeah well that's what that most people call the entities right whether it's machine right. elves or spirits or mother ayahuasca pachimama and a lot of people say you right. know uh, mother earth like that kind of stuff so i mean that's most everyone that does it has a uh, experience like that the reporting they're feeling most right. people that break through i mean you'll see a lot of people on like threads and reddit and stuff talking about like how do i get to that place or how do i break through because it seems like some people aren't doing it enough or it's not as good or whatever it may be but um definitely it seems like people that have done it enough have had at least one of those experiences where they right. encountered you know the entities as they're called um and uh i've i've had um one of our buddies was on talking about some book where it was talking about like how kind of what we were talking about with like parallel realities that the machine elves are there um to weave together reality that they are these entities that bring one thing together and combine it with the other thing creating this you know new path or new reality or whatever and that's their their 
like goal or job or whatever. So I thought that that was kind of interesting based on. I am so fascinated by that. <laughs> I am so fascinated by the universality of the the hallucination. I, I I and I could talk about it for hours. I just think it's incredible, and I I can't. Um, I don't understand why we're not screaming from the mountaintops. Hey, everybody, we're all having a mutual hallucination on a regular basis of machine elves. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys realize this should be on CBS News, right? right. You know, like they should yeah. come on today. We're going to talk about the machine elves. This is a <laughs> right. right. It should. I, I, um, you know, I just want to, to me, it's so fascinating. I, um, I really hope in our, in our lifetimes, we can get a better idea of what's going on, knowing that we probably won't except if you have right. the experience yourself and you just ask them and they might tell you. Did you watch yeah. our uh, last episode? Because that's what our, our guest. Uh, the information Dr. theory on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Andrew uh, Gallimore is talking about going, sending people into that realm for extended periods of time. Right. Maybe those people will be. Because I, I just actually like had an astronaut. interesting thought. Exactly. But yeah. think about. Think about somebody that goes into one of these trips and comes back out. It's like a dream. It dissipates within. Right. You know, That's the thing. Or, it just goes away. And right. You, right. You want but what if, what if you were there for so long that you started to understand it or build that right. information within yourself so that when you come back, you have more of a, I don't know, maybe you come out after an hour and it's still the same thing as right. doing it for 15 minutes. I don't know, but that's an interesting thought to, to look at for sure. If where, this is a, if this is a advanced research project, I will willingly volunteer. <laughs> I think like that's what he was saying though. He's had so many people volunteer. I don't know. And I'll, I, and I'll film it. Let's do it. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a specific timeline he said on it, but it's, right. it's definitely one of those things where I'm going to keep an eye on. I think that yeah. uh, they're doing a lot of stuff at like Imperial college and stuff. And obviously Dr. Strassman. Right. I was going to say, there's probably a bunch of hoops he has to jump through, make sure it's all in the right. up and up. But my right. belief to people listening that don't have access to these things, and a lot of people don't have access to um, DMT and ayahuasca, and you can access this stuff with meditation. I've only you, heard it once. We were on fish tour uh, following the band Fish when we were like 16 years old and somebody right. offered it. I had no idea what it was and I wasn't going to take it. So, right. I mean, I actually had an idea what it was. But like we had been on Irwood's looking at it, but I didn't know this, this guy was kind of sketchy. I didn't want to be smoking some weird powder, right. you know? So you, when you're 16 years old, you're a little bit more. Well, you probably did there. I thought, you know, I, I've been to many concerts when people offer you stuff and there's always like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. And I just remember back in college, there's, you know, I'm fortunate. There was always that guy that, that had the bad trip. You know, mm -hmm. and there's always that thought in your mind. I don't want to be that guy that has a bad trip. I believe I've tripped the trip. Usually so, control freaks. Usually right. control freaks. It's, or they, it, it, it's somebody that really believes the police are coming. You know, that's all that, really yeah. more common. <laughs> yeah. That could be it. <clears throat> but um, I think it's rare. I think it's rare. Um, it really tells you a lot about yourself. It opens up yourself when you do these things. That's another aspect to it. It kind of in if if you're a good person, you'll see a, a a good person come out. But the little parts of you, sometimes the bad parts can come out. It just magnifies who you are. So absolutely, no. I mean, super interesting stuff. Um, is so. Is there uh, your when does your book come out? It's probably in September. Okay, it's, it's finished and just you know have a good editor and covers being worked on. So. Um, nice. yeah, and probably in September, super excited about it. And, you know, you're going to draw your own cover or no, I got, I got uh, a really good cover 
person that's done 20 New York Times bestsellers that is oh, going wow. to the cover. So when you look at the covers, it's interesting nowadays. It's all words. When you go to the right, so right, talking right. to her about it, and she, you know, pretty much it's in the old days, those old science fiction pulp covers, <laughs> you know. So yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm excited about everything about it. It's you know, as somebody that is a huge book fanatic and, and owns a bookstore just to have a book out there, it's going to be exciting and fun. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited about it. So nice. congratulations. One of my dreams. Yeah, that's awesome. Looking yeah. forward to that. Um, do you have a website? TheRealityRevolution.com is the, okay. um, and for put coaching, a link down below for you. Yeah, I'll put a link. I, I do have your, um, your YouTube channel linked down below. Awesome. And um, for coaching, I have advanced success Institute.com. Okay. Um, and you know, if, if there's somebody out there that, that wants to make, transform their life, sometimes I can help. That's what, you know, I'm, because I have a lot of other businesses, I'm a little picky, but I sometimes have people come along, um, where we can apply some of these techniques we're talking about and I can help them out. So advanced success Um, but nice. No, I mean, th thanks for coming on. We'll definitely have you back on. Um, there's probably yeah, so much. Really surface, yeah, there's so much anytime. stuff you can get to. It time flies so quickly. I and, love this stuff. More. So yeah, I can talk about anything anytime. Just just let me know. I, I love it. So sweet. Yeah, well, I love your channel. And maybe I should be doing an interview on for my podcast with you guys. Um, That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. Let so, us know. Let, is yeah, your podcast sure. on uh, like iTunes? Can people check it out? Yeah, it's on all the places that you can find podcasts on iTunes, okay. on um, on all the places. <laughs> all right, sweet. Well, yeah, let, let us know. We're, we'll come on for sure. for sure. Just let us know when and where, and yeah. we'll, we'll we'll make it happen. And uh, thanks for coming on. This has been it's always a fun conversation with like minded people. But uh, like like we said, there's so much more we could get to. So, uh, but uh, we'll get we'll catch you guys next time. Sounds great. It was a Cheers. real pleasure to meet you guys. Yeah. Same here. Peace. Have a good one.